What's up, everyone? This is Resilience in Action with Aaron Brown, the number one podcast for anyone looking to have a greater human experience. Hey everyone, this is Resilience in Action with Aaron Brown, and I am here with Myra Ruiz. Listen, I'm not even going to butcher your bio. First and foremost, thank you for even agreeing to being on the show and, and sharing a little bit about yourself. I really, really appreciate it. But um, yeah, so go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm so excited to be on the show and uh, thank you so much for all that you do, Aaron. So I'll get right into it. My name is Myra Boris. I'm a principal of Horizon Property Group. We are a full service commercial real estate here in Atlanta, but we also service the whole entire world. And really the purpose of me creating um, this commercial firm was really to give all people access, especially people of color. So I'm excited, looking to build a team and hopefully take over the world, you know? I know that's right. So before we even before we even get to like the meat and potatoes, I have to ask you. Um, I've seen recently, it's been all over social media, Bank of America is doing this loan uh thing in specific areas in the in the country. What how what's your take on that? Yeah, I think that's actually really, really dope because I know they're going to actually uh, start in, I believe, Dallas, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. and then they're going to go into, you know, other cities and, of course, eventually other states. So for me, I think that really gives, you know, especially the African-American and Latino ex community a fair opportunity to get um, homes. You know what I mean? A lot of times there's a huge disparity, a huge gap for black and Latinos to be able to have access to a home. And I mean, you think about it, as we all know, rent is going up and up and up. I mean, to stay in an apartment complex, I mean, depending on where you stay, that could be anywhere from 1400. If you're in California, that could be 3300 and up. And so you, you look at that and most people as they're growing and um, wanting to expand their families, they do want to get a larger space. And so I think this will be hopefully uh, uh, an opportunity to, to give everyone a fair, fair chance of home ownership. And, you know, not everybody wants to live, to live in a house, but I think for those that do give them an opportunity with 0% interest and Hey, I, I think this is going to be amazing. I definitely think a lot of people should take advantage of it yeah. if they don't already have a home. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And I love to, you know, get your input and your expertise on the situation because that's that's your that's your area right there. Um how long now you do you specifically do commercial real estate or do you do you bounce between commercial and private? Yeah, so for me, I'm I'm full service. I only specialize in commercial and, and commercial can be anything from land office, retail, industrial, multifamily. And so any any client that specifically asks if they want to help with residential, I usually refer them off to another, you know, residential uh, firm um, that I've already built, you know, the rapport and the relationships with and that I trust, okay, can do a good job because relationships are very, very crucial in this business. And I want to make sure that whoever I'm referring actually can can perform. And uh, not make me look bad either. <laughs> I know that is right. There is nothing like referring someone for a job and 
they something happens and they like uh-uh what you sent us this person yeah well, you sent this person to us so yeah absolutely i love that okay how did you get started in the commercial um aspect so you know my story i always tell people is very unconventional because i really didn't even want to really get into commercial real estate. So my background actually is in education. So I was actually teaching like at risk, like inner city schools. I remember on one of my first days of school, one of the students actually uh, wanted to fight me. So I was I was in the in some of those areas. Okay. Okay. You was in the and thick of it. Okay. I was in, I was in the thick of it in, in Houston, Texas at the time. And so I taught math, science, um, student leadership, anatomy and physiology, um, as well as coach basketball and track. And so that was a passion for me. Uh, I was really going uh, with the end goal to become a principal, open up my own school. Uh, but then I ended up going into um, higher education, working at the university, and also giving access to other students of color who were trying to get into some of the top tier universities. And so out of nowhere, like I just kind of felt it like in my heart, you know what I mean, Aaron? And I was thinking, and I felt like God was telling me like, it's time for you to go into commercial real estate. And like, for me, it was like mind blowing because I'm like, what? Commercial real estate? Like, I don't know anybody in commercial real estate. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know about you, but I like having a salary. I like yes. when my money is coming. You know what I mean? And so to really get into it, it, it really just kind of came out of nowhere, you know? And so I remember just having like repeated, repetitive dreams mm -hmm. um, about how, getting into commercial real estate. And so I think it was like the third dream where I was just like, okay, God, I see that you placed this on my heart. Let me talk to my husband about it. Let's see how we can make this, you know, come to fruition. And literally I was staying uh, in, in River Oaks in Houston at the time. And literally across the street was a real estate school called Champions. I could literally walk to it if I wanted to. So I had no excuse. I decided to go up there. I talked to uh, the counselor. I signed up for a two week, uh, like, what is it called? A fast track mm -hmm. course. And the rest was history, girl. Like, I just took off. And I know that's right. That's how it started. That's yeah. so wow. Like, first and foremost, let me just acknowledge your work that you've done in the education um, field. That is commendable, um, mm -hmm. to say the very, very least. It's not an easy job. And I think teachers and those who work in the education system, they don't get enough credit. Yeah. So um, I just want to take a moment to say thank you for all you've done. I know you've impacted the lives of countless children. And I think it's so important for us to be able to pour into our youth because they're our future. They you are. know, so... Shout out to that. And also shout out to you for listening to that intuition. Yeah. Like, it's it's so easy to get the message, but it's really, really hard to, to make that change and apply it. Yeah. So, like, okay, so you did your two-week course. Yeah. And then, okay, where do we go from there? What's next? 
Okay, so I took my two-week course. Then I have to now take the state um, state real estate uh, course. Mm -hmm. And really, real estate, to be honest, is is very straightforward. You just really need to be 18 years. You need to have a high school diploma or GED. You need to pass your criminal background. And then, of course, pass your state. Um, and every state has their own requirements. I mm -hmm. believe in Texas, it's, uh, I believe, 180 hours that I needed to, to take at the time. And so I went ahead and, and took the test. I remember like kind of like being nervous and, and shaking. And literally they gave me my score that day. Like once I took the test, it was like right on the screen. So you know if you passed and you know if you didn't pass. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like jumping for joy, like, yes, like I passed it on the first try. And so I'm applying for commercial firms just trying to put my resume out there, going on different interviews and just really hoping that someone takes a chance with me because like I said, my background is so different than most mm -hmm. people in commercial and, and commercial real estate is really built on who you know. So that's another reason why a lot of people of color, unfortunately, don't really have the access to get into commercial because a lot of nepotism is, is at play. Mm -hmm. Also, uh, commercial real estate for the most part is a commission-based industry. So a lot of people can't, you know, withstand not having a certain amount of income for a extensive amount of time. Mm -hmm. And so that's also another reason why it, that there's like hurdles to getting into commercial. And so I just really went on a whim, you know, I went on the interviews and I just was true to who I am. I, I'm always gonna be my genuine self. And they asked me a lot of tough questions. And one of the companies gave me an opportunity. And that's really how I, I started, you know, trailblazing um, my commercial real estate career. And I started in Houston, even though now I, I am in Atlanta. So, so you started in, in Texas. <laughs> you got your, your license in Texas. I did. And then now you're in Atlanta. Like, <laughs> okay, so boom. So tell us, what took, what took you from Texas to Atlanta? Okay, okay. So let me even like even go back. Okay, let's go. All right, so on my commercial real estate firm that I was in Houston, we had something called like an associate program, which basically, if you can think about it, it's more like a paid internship. But during that time, you're, you're under senior brokers within the company. And the goal is for you to learn as much information as you can so that when you officially become a full-time commercial real estate agent, you know, you can stand on strong foundations. And so it was supposed to be a year program for me, but because I was able to learn quickly, you know, thanks to the team, I was able to get promoted within six months. But the kicker is when I got promoted, that's when the world shut down, okay? Oh, no. <laughs> well, look, I just got my head above water. <laughs> and then I got submerged right back in, right? Yes. And in Houston, I always say Houston and Atlanta are kind of like uh, cousins because they don't listen, all right? It's <laughs> so, the world shut down. Houston was still out, okay? Very much outside. So for a little bit during that, you know, whole pandemic, I was able to still kind of have momentum, you know, mm -hmm. thankfully because of the six months prior. 
And that's why uh, real estate is very cyclical. And also it's very important of, of you doing small steps every day in order to really determine your long-term goal. And so it was me, you know, making those, those cold calls and, and having those business meetings during my six months internship that really helped me stay afloat and maintain during that pandemic. And then another curveball comes in because uh, my husband decides that Atlanta is where we need to go because he's a, a very established uh, music producer. And Atlanta just made more sense because it's more central to all of his clients. Mm -hmm. Now, as you can, as you already know, commercial real estate is like my baby. It's my business. And so for me to have to uproot and leave my clients to have to rebuild, remake, you know, all those connections, it was very, very like nerve-wracking this was something that me and my husband like literally had to talk about every single day because mm -hmm. it was a huge uh a huge deal for me and also it was a tremendous leap of faith because now i'm leaving my clients i'm leaving my grandparents i'm leaving my family all the people dear to me and going to a whole new city where we literally know nothing no one but each other Mm -hmm. And so now I jumpstart, I'm in Atlanta, which I love, by the way, Atlanta is like home away from home. And I think I may have officially gotten my Georgia peach by now, but, <laughs> <laughs> but Atlanta is, is like I said, they're like cousins to Houston. So, um, I now got into a firm and I had to, you know, once again, go through the whole process of rebuilding clientele and really getting people to trust me because real estate is such, such a relationship-based industry mm -hmm. that, you know, how can they hire Myra if they don't know, you know, what I'm capable of, you know what I mean? And so that was, that was a process in and of itself. Yeah. But fast forward to that. I went ahead and took another leap of faith, okay? Once again, my life has been like a roller coaster in this industry, which is incredibly unique, but also I'm grateful that I've experienced everything. And so I fast forward, I went ahead and took my, my broker's test um, here in Atlanta and I passed and that's how I decided to open up my, my company, Horizon Property Group, so. That's the short, short version as much as possible. <laughs> Listen, Horizon Property Group. So anyone in Atlanta, if y'all need some commercial real estate, y'all know who to go to. Y'all yes. know exactly who to go to. And I know some folks out in Atlanta too, so. Nice, nice. Yes, yes. So, all right. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just... I'm just, like, I, I love hearing stories of just triumph and, and, and overcoming obstacles. Yeah. So how did you, what ultimately sealed the deal for you to make this, make this happen? What was the, what was that? You know what? Let's just do it. So since I've been in this industry, Erin, I, I personally have seen, um, and experience a lot of different things, whether mm -hmm. it's discrimination, racism, sexism, ageism. I mean, you can go down the list. And so for me, I always believe that just like how we talked about the youth, I always want whoever's coming from behind me to have it a little bit, little bit easier. Yeah. 
So for me, I always said, you know, how can I create a better environment in this industry? Because I always saw, like, even in Atlanta, I would be going to different schools and I would be talking to the youth and telling them about commercial real estate, because a lot of times you, you just don't know what you don't know. Mm -hmm. So I purposely and intentionally did that because I wanted to sow seeds because whether or not these kids decide, hey, I don't want to do commercial real estate. It's not for me. I want to be, whether it's an engineer or a software, whatever, but at least they know about it. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And that way they can also tell their cousins or their family members or someone. And I wanted to reach them early on, whether in junior high, um, in high school age, so that they can start thinking about it before they jumpstart, whether they decide to go into college. And so for me, I think it was just something that was on my heart once again, this, that, that intuition and that calling from God, where I felt like, you know, I want to have a firm where it's accessible and everyone has an opportunity to get in this industry, but also stay in this industry, be successful, also feel safe, but also feel empowered. Mm. And so when I go back to my, my teaching career, a lot of uh, my students, they were battling so many different things, you know, whether it was poverty, whether it was just trauma. And so when I used to coach, like in basketball, I used to coach an all boys team and also track and cross country. And when I used to see them just kind of just thrive as, as kids, as competitors and, and knowing that they were, you know, feeling like the self-esteem and, and getting encouraged, like I loved doing that. And so for me, being in a position, I don't want it to be like, oh, now I, I'm an owner. I'm the, you know, the, a boss babe. I don't care about that girl. What I care that is I'm in a position where I can give people a fair opportunity. And that to me is way more important. You know, like, like I said earlier, it's really just sowing those seeds. And so that's really my why it's, it's not about me. It's, it's, it's about us. It's about the community. So that's, that's my heart. It's not about me. It's about us. Mm -hmm. I had to say that again. So, so, wow. That the the that is the the definition of a bigger picture. You know, um, that's that's deep. Wow. That's that's deep. And and getting to know you over this conversation, I can see your passion. Your passion is speaking through your words. Um, you're, ve you're very, very, um, you're very particular about the language that you use and, and the message that you're getting across. And if it hasn't hit yet, it hit just now. <laughs> Listen, it hit just now. It's not about me. It's about us. I love that. I love that. Making that, making room and making the space for other, for other people to just, have the options maybe they they choose not to but just knowing that that option is there i love it wow thank I you i love that yes absolutely absolutely okay um now okay you touched on like some some racism and some some other isms that you've experienced <laughs> on this journey um how did you overcome just choose you can choose one if you feel comfortable and just tell us a little bit about what it was and how you over, overcame that obstacle. Hey, 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 if you're enjoying this content, 
do not forget to rate and review. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, be sure to rate and review. It helps us reach more people in more ways. Now, let's get back to some resilience. You know, I we, we could be here throughout the weekend, you know. <laughs> <laughs> if I really share, like, everything, but I, sure. I, I'll take a little bit of pieces, you know what I mean? And um, before I even go into it, I, I really want to also highlight that those encounters that I experienced with, you know, X amount of people, I always knew at the, at the root of it, it really had nothing to do with me, mm-hmm. but more so whatever that person was going through, whatever, whatever that person experienced that they wanted to project towards me. So whenever I go into a room, I always feel protected. I always feel covered. You know, whether I am the, the darkest person in the room, I stand tall. And so though I have had certain situations that I have had to uh, encounter, I've definitely overcome them because I always knew who I was. And so I just wanted to state that first, but one of them was, was actually really funny. And I have a great sense of humor. And when I say that, like, I love to laugh. Like I come from a family of comedians. I have five siblings and I actually have a cousin who is a a real life comedian as well. So just to kind of give you a, a quick background about me, like I love to laugh, even in like, you know, sad situations. Mm-hmm. That's how I am. I just always feel like the glass is, is half full. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So uh, I remember a time where we, we do something in real estate called cold call, which is basically, you know, you're picking up the phone. You don't know X, Y, and Z but you're calling them with the intention to procure their business. Mm-hmm. And so that's why it's called cold calling because they don't know you, but you don't know them either. And so I, I did that a lot early on and I still do this every day, um, even now. And so I remember picking up the phone and I had cold called a guy and I was telling him a lot about the company, you know, the services that we have to offer. And he so happened to have a, a beautiful retail shopping center that needed needed to be leased. And so he was excited. You know, he said, well, yeah, when, when can we set up a meeting so that I can meet up with you? I'll bring my, my business partner. And I said, okay. So I gave him a day and he said he'll be there. So I had, you know, me, the teacher in me, I had PowerPoints ready to go. I had the, the spreadsheets, the graphs. I mean, everything was color coordinated. I was ready for this, for this meeting. And so they walk in to the, in, into our office at the time. And of course, you know, I greet them. I say, hello, you know, how are you doing? Would you like any coffee? And the guy, one of the guys doesn't make any eye contact with me. He is, he's very dismissive. And he's like, no, I don't, I don't want it. You know, I'm waiting for Myra. And so I said, okay. So I walked him into our our conference room at the time, sat them down. And even though they said they didn't want any coffee, I still brought them like those little mini bottles of water just in case they decided to get a little thirsty. And so when I got into the room, I sat at, at the head of the table and then I closed the door and I said, well, my name is Myra, you know, let's, let's begin the meeting. And <laughs> this whole face dropped. 
because he thought I was a secretary or he was surprised to see me as the Myra that was on the phone. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I can't, I can't change. You know, I, I am an African-American woman. Okay. And I'm very proud to be, so I can't change that. Mm -hmm. And so either way, uh, to shorten the story, he decided not to to go with me to uh, Lisa's retail shopping center. He didn't give me an explanation and he was very short. Mm -hmm. and so I know that that excitement, that enthusiasm that we had built and connected over the phone quickly dissemin disseminated once him, his business partner and I met in person. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, like I said, I always make light of the situation. I still did a great presentation and I just knew that that just wasn't the client for me Ooh, and, yeah. and, and, and kept moving forward. Um, there's even been situations where I have went on an interview and the person once again was really excited to, to meet me. And once they saw me in person, they said, oh, we're no longer hiring um, anymore. And I was just thinking like, well, I just saw the application on Indeed and LinkedIn and you just confirmed the morning of, but now all of a sudden you, okay. Now it's filled. And, mm. You know what I mean? And so for me, that, there's, that's a dime a dozen, you know? And I think the most uh, unfortunate, the unfortunate part is my situations are not unique. You know, mm -hmm. I, I can call other women in this industry, whether they're in Atlanta or other cities or across the world who've also had similar situations, whether it's not specifically what I went through, but the underlining, the underlining intention was the same. And I think that's why it's so important that I knew I needed to start this company because not just even as, as a woman, but also a person of color, I get it on both sides, mm -hmm. you know, because this industry is predominantly white male. And so if, if, if people can't even stand to, to sit in a, a business meeting with me, uh, how much more or how much less will other people who look like me get an opportunity to even sit in the room in the first place? Mm -hmm. and so that's why I always told myself, if, if you really want to change, and sometimes you just got to be the change. Absolutely. Absolutely. Got it. I have a coffee cup downstairs that says, be the change. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. I, be I believe it 110%, you know, because we just live in a, we, unfortunately, we still live in such an unjust world yeah. and we have to make room for each other, you know, and turn around and lend your hand and pull up the next person. Um, one of my favorite quotes that I've ever brilliantly came up with is, what is it? Um, knowledge is like magic. It's great to possess, but it's better when it's shared. Ooh. Okay. That, I, I don't know where right that, I don't know where that came up in me, but back, I think I said that in 2017 and mm -hmm. I've been saying it ever since because it is so very true. That's powerful. Hoarding that that information and that, and that knowledge is such a selfish thing to do. Absolutely. And, you know, the most unselfish thing you can do is share that knowledge and make space for other people to learn so they can grow and they can turn around and share that knowledge as well. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. 
Yeah, knowledge, knowledge is definitely power. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so you like so 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 you like to laugh. Oh, absolutely. Me too, me too. I laugh at things that I'm not supposed to laugh at. Um <laughs> I laugh at inappropriate stuff all the time. <laughs> Same. It's just, it's just we can we can sit and we can find things to just ruffle our feathers all day long. Absolutely. But I'd rather just I'd rather just laugh. Like, and you sometimes we gotta laugh to keep from crying as well. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. um, so what what are the pros and cons of being in commercial real estate? Ooh, okay. So I would say the cons, I'll start with the cons. Mm -hmm. Cons of commercial real estate is depending on what your specialty is, or, you know, some people can be generalists. There may be a period of time where you aren't making a consistent money. Mm -hmm. And so the con is that you're, you're not receiving that that income as, as steadily as you were with a nine to five or a salary position. Mm -hmm. um, but I would say the pro to that is it teaches you to um, be very smart with your money, to steward your money in a way that you, you prepare for, you know, those unexpected situations. Yeah. Like literally, I would say maybe three or four months from us moving to Atlanta, I got into a major car accident. My whole car got totaled. So I wasn't prepared, of course, to have my car totaled and, you know, be injured or whatever the situation. But I I had saved up money. So just in case, I had my car covered. Mm -hmm. So, you know, certain things can happen that are beyond your control. And I think commercial real estate definitely has has strengthened that for me where I'm like, look, whatever situation can happen, you know, the pandemic, <laughs> you know what I mean? COVID, monkeypox, whatever situation, <laughs> whatever, I'm serious, you know, whatever situation that gets thrown at you, you really do just have to have a shield and be ready for it because it's, you just never know. And so I would say that's definitely a con. Um, what else can I say that's a con of commercial real estate? Hmm. See, I really love commercial real estate, so it's hard for me to to really think of, of much. So what's some pros? Like what is what is opposed to um residential? I mean if that's if that's easier, what is a pro from commercial to versus residential? So a lot of people always ask, you know, because you're licensed, you can do both commercial and residential. They always say, well, you know, why don't you just do both? And so for me, I personally just love to just stay in my lane because mm -hmm. I, I love to do what I know that I'm really good at. Yeah. Because I always believe that I'm always representing someone, you know, whether it's a buyer, whether it's a seller, a tenant, I mean, you name it. And so I always say, if I were them, what I want to hire myself. Mm. And so in order to do that, I always know like I have to be the very, very best at what it is that I do and what in the information that I know. So that's another reason why I never really kind of swerved into the residential lane. Um, but a lot of people who have said, you know, whether they move from residential to commercial, some of the reasons or the motivations is because some people feel that they can make more money 
in commercial real estate. Gotcha. Um, okay. Because they're dealing with uh, they're they're dealing with a higher portfolio. Mm -hmm. You know, whether most people could sell a two hundred thousand, five hundred thousand dollar home on most investment sales with commercial, typically. You know, I would say my average client is from from one to ten million, and then I have some institutional clients from twenty million and up. So you won't really find a lot of homes in that price point. So I think sometimes that can be um, a reason why people go into commercial. Mm -hmm. As as you and I both know, if you're good at something, you're gonna make money. Absolutely. So I see I see some residential agents because a lot of people that I follow too are also in residential. Mm -hmm. And they are make, doing amazing. Yeah. So I just always believe that whatever God has has equipped you with, whatever your talents, your unique gifts, um, you have everything that you need uh, to possess to make you great. And so that that's kind of what I feel about it. But um, I guess some more pros uh, about commercial is I love that I'm helping someone, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like that excites me. Like I remember with this one young, young lady, she's a, a nurse, I believe a nurse practitioner and she's getting ready to open up her clinic. And I was just so excited for her because she's young, you know, um, a woman and she's getting ready to pretty much impact her whole family by starting yeah. this business and helping train people how to become CNAs and health professionals. And so for me, just kind of listening to her story and and where she sees herself in the long term, like that really touched me. And then I also, you know, I have clients who um, are maybe in the retirement age that are getting ready to, you know, possibly sell their assets and they want me to help them sell it to the best buyer because they want to use that money and put it in place for whether it's their grandchildren or their children. And so for me, it's just like, Real estate is such a, a unique tool that can really impact so many people and, and make people financially independent. So I, I love being on that journey with my clients mm -hmm. where I get to see their dreams come true and I get to help them make money and, and also, you know, save them time by, by doing a lot of the legwork for them. So that's kind of one of my, my favorite parts, just, just being on that journey with them and you know, and, and seeing them win. I think that's just so special and so touching. So that. that brings me lots of joy for yeah. sure. I can see it. It's like exuding, like you're, <laughs> you're like glowing. I literally see it. I really love, I, I like watching, watching people talk about their passions. Wow. Yeah. Because you can literally you can see so much of that person and into their their who they are on the inside just wow. by the way they speak about the things that they're passionate about are you an entrepreneur or a small business looking to take your brand to the next level then visual media is the service for you visual media is a video production company who specializes in creating high quality visual content for social media websites and online courses Head over to Visual Media on Instagram and drop Resilience in their DM to get started. That's V-Z-U-A-L-M-E-D-I-A underscore to get started. Yeah. And the way you've been, been speaking about commercial real estate and honestly, even 
when you were talking about being a teacher and impacting the youth, like, girl, you have something. <laughs> wow, thank you. you. Of course, you you absolutely have something. Have something. And I'm so glad that I was able to find you so you could share your something with us. No, thank you for, for doing what you do and having listen, a platform. Listen, th- no, no, I'm, I'm just... I'm just the space. That's all I am. I'm just the space to collect stories of resilience. And I love to, I love to, to talk and, and just hear the, the joy, you know, it's, it's a beautiful thing to witness. Um, How can we support you and how can we reach you on social media? Absolutely. So the best way is you can go to my website, which is www.horizon-prop.com. Also, my phone is 404-590-5462. I'm also on Instagram. I'm also on LinkedIn and so, and also Facebook. So I try to make myself as, as accessible for all, you know, ages and generations who may be social savvy, but who are not so social savvy. So um, that's really the best way uh, to reach me. Uh, the best way to support me is for, for you to, you know, share, share my, my business or share my story with someone who may be interested in becoming a commercial real estate agent. I am currently hiring and uh, forming an amazing team where we're going to be like family. And so uh, my goal is to, uh, like I, like I mentioned earlier, is, is to allow people to be financially independent through commercial real estate. And so uh, I'm taking my time in the hiring process because I, I do believe in, in having the right people can really uh, transform the, the whole team. Um, but I'm excited whether you're seasoned in commercial real estate or a novice, anybody that's that's eager and, and really wants to have the integrity to do right by people. Like I'm all interested in, in giving them an opportunity to interview. And also I, I love having additional clients. Um, like I mentioned, I love servicing people, whether they're trying to sell their property, whether they're looking to buy or even lease a space as an investor or a small business owner. Um, any capacity of commercial real estate, like land, industrial, retail, office, I just want to help. I just want to be a resource. Love it. Love it. Perfect. Perfect. Do you have um, any advice for someone who's looking to get started in, in this journey? Yeah, I think probably the best advice is to stay open-minded you know, to stay positive because, you know, sometimes life hits us, but we got to learn how to fight back and, and stand and, and, you know, have resilience. Okay. Um, also, I think it's, it's just good to have integrity because people can tell when you're genuine and people can also tell when you see them as a money maker or you see them as an opportunity to actually help them. And, your your good deeds, you know, the way you treat people um, will be your reputation, will be your legacy, um, but also will help you get into a lot of different rooms and doors because 
people do love bragging about, you know, when people have treated them really well. You know, one of my favorite quotes is Maya Angelou is, you know, a person will never forget um, the way you make them feel. Mm -hmm. And I've always stood on that because I, I see people as, as family, you know? And so I always say, well, how would I treat my mom? You know, how would I treat my grandma? How would I treat my brother, my nephew, my husband, anyone that I, I have a love for, you know, that's how I want to treat my clients. And so I think if they can stay open-minded, if they can stay positive, if they can have resilience, um, you know, have integrity, good character, I do believe that just that alone and consistency will definitely lead to success. So that's, that's my advice. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, I got, I have one more question for you. All right. How, not how, what does resilience mean to you? Oh, okay. What does resilience mean to me? I think resilience means that when situations happen that are beyond your control, you still are able to contro control the way you perceive a situation. Mm. So, um, whether that's overcoming, whether that is, you know, taking the high road, wherever that, that may be, but it's even when situations are beyond your control, but still having the self-control to maintain who you are as a person, I would say that that is what resilience means to me. Yeah. I love that. I love that. It's literally, it's resilience in action. Like, like you, you're, choosing to take those actions you're choosing to take those steps and though you're in a situation that you you can control you can control the controllables which is your attitude um how you react to the situation um which route which route you choose you know if you if you go left or right or up or down and absolutely that was a beautiful definition oh wow thank you that, yes that was a beautiful um perspective on what resilience means to you personally, Myra. And I, and I appreciate that so very much. Wow. Thank you. Thank you again um, for, for being who you are, for, for being an amazing interviewer, because asking questions is not easy to do. And Aaron did not send me any list of questions. Everything has been organic. And I really appreciate, once again, you just having this platform and this space to allow myself and other people to share their stories, um, because a lot of times pe people aren't heard. Mm -hmm. And um, you're, you're, this, what you're doing is extremely impactful. So thank you so much. No, thank you. I appreciate that. And I just, I'm just here to, to leave this world a little be better than I found it. So mm -hmm. thank you. Thank you for yeah. that. And thank you for spending some time with us today. Anytime. Have a good one. You too. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate and review. And remember, resilience in action will always lead to a greater human experience.